0: One hundred point seven FM WHIN ten ten AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program. Each Sunday morning at ten AM, Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, two twenty one Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. MMLS number five one eight one five eight. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well,
1: welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. I uh, heard each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. We have a great show lined up for you today. And we recently discovered this program that's going on. And it's called Children Are People. And let me tell you, when you hear this story, folks, you're going to be just pretty impressed. I, I think it's great. Uh, we were able to get Su- Susan Super, Miss Super in here. Uh, Susan Supersinski. Yep. <laughs> I'm not good with names but I thank you so much for coming in and and you got to let us know a little bit about yourself and tell us about this great program
2: well thanks for having me uh, my name is Susan Superzinski for all intents and purposes I'm just Miss Super um, there's no need in making people try to say my name a hundred times a day <laughs> Try to spell it <laughs> uh, or try to spell it and uh, so the kids at CAP all call me Miss Super children are people is a small nonprofit in Gallatin Tennessee we've been around for about 20 years years. We jokingly say that we are the best kept secret in Sumner County. And that's actually not really a good thing because the people that don't know about us can't find us and can't take advantage of the services and programs that we provide. Those programs include after school mentoring and tutoring for children in grades, kindergarten through 12th grade. So you
1: can take kindergartners. We do take kindergartners.
2: We sure do. And then hopefully we'll have them all the way through till they graduate high school. That's the plan
1: have you had any that have graduated from that period of time so k-12 through the
2: very first child that we had who started in kindergarten and went all the way through and graduated well her name was ashley stanton and she is a mom i think of two children now and she still lives in gallatin she is an excellent mom and we wish her well i don't see much of her anymore i think her hands are full with kids but um she graduated and got into the workforce and is just living life.
1: Well, that's that's incredible. So tell a little bit about what children are people, what is the, the your mission, I, I guess I should say?
2: Our mission, uh, I can't quote it verbatim, which I should be able to, so points off for that. Our main goal is to develop good citizens who have a strong character, a strong work ethic, and also instill in them the importance of giving back to the community. There's always someone else you can reach back and help.
1: Well, having that academic achievement, you know, in, in your mission statement, I think is very important because that's kind of like what you do. You're tutoring them, you're yes. mentoring them through whatever needs they might have, Correct. whether it be math or any kind of subject, you have somebody there for that.
2: We do. If a child presents a need, we will reach out into the community and find someone who's willing to come in and, and assist that child
1: and you know some of these these young adults and these these the kids i guess mm-hmm. are really having some strong barriers to break through they do and you're going to help them with that
2: most of these children didn't win the lottery when it comes to a good strong family structure some have perfectly great families but a lot of them don't uh, about 96 percent of our students are on some form of government assistance be that housing health care food assistance whatever it may be you know money's not a very easy to come by commodity for them so we fill in the gaps as we can which about 10 years ago i started cap angels within the program to just make sure my students in the program got christmas and several of the kids have told me over the years that if they didn't get christmas through cap they wouldn't get anything at christmas their families just don't have it to do so it's a program that's near and dear to my heart and the community just reached up and embraced us and we have great cap angels and these kids get so spoiled at christmas and it does a heart good yes to see does. all those gifts
1: you didn't just walk into this position i mean you, you've been involved with uh, cap for what 15 years or so yeah that's right <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> Whew,
2: yeah i uh, actually celebrated my 15th anniversary uh, about a week ago and I, when i started working at cap i was hired on as mr bailey's part-time assistant all right
1: let's let's stop right there and tell uh, Who Fred Bailey is. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Um, Mr. Bailey, Fred Bailey, is the founder of Children Are People. Back in 2001, he just saw a need... Within his own family, he's got lots of nieces and nephews, and he just saw a need for academic assistance for these young people. And he started helping them, and by word of mouth, they started bringing their friends. And fast forward 20 years, and we normally would have 65 to 70 students, but because of COVID, I didn't try to fill the building up. Mm-hmm. So we're running at about 45 or 50 right now. Back to Mr. Bailey. He, um, incredible individual, the best mentor I've ever had. I've been so blessed to be able to work beside him all these years. His story is he was born with a degenerative disease that took his sight. It's called retinitis pigmentosa. And so when he was a very young boy, they found out through an interaction at his school that he was blind. So fast forward, he ended up at the Tennessee School for the Blind where he got the educational assistance and life skill assistance he needed to to be a successful human being. He was a lettered state champion wrestler. He still teaches wrestling today. He consults with Hendersonville High School and I don't even know what other schools he's partnered with to help grow and strengthen their programs. He used to teach wrestling to our students. It's an excellent sport for kids who have the extra energy energy they need to get out or have maybe a little bit of anger issues that, you know, you can constructively direct that energy and that attention on the mat. And Mm -hmm. it frees those children up to do other things with their energy and their thoughts. Mr. Bailey retired from CAP in, oh gosh, 20... 18. And we had an individual come in and take the reins for a couple of years. And then that just didn't fit as well as we hoped. And so then COVID hit. Then I came out of COVID as the executive director.
1: Let's bring in Miss Super.
2: Yeah, well, I've been there the whole time uh, behind the scenes. But when Mr. Bailey hired me, he pretty much sat me down and said, look, your job is to do everything else so that I can focus on the kids. And I said okay. Got a deal. And it was great. Yeah. We worked so well together, and it worked. Who would have ever thought? But it was well, an amazing you'd be the perfect partnership. One to,
1: yeah, to step into those shoes. I mean, that's uh, that, yeah. That's a...
2: It's terrifying because no one can ever be Mr. Bailey. He's just got this intrinsic, innate ability to unpack a child. And wow. get to the core of what their issues may be. Now,
1: is he completely blind or just he partially? Is. No, no he's, really. he's
2: fully blind. That,
1: and you know, it's amazing. And you would never oh, know it. No, it, it, that's Mm-mm. what I'm saying. It's the like, kids
2: don't believe it.
1: <laughs> so you could really see.
2: They're like, wow. they're like, look at my hair, Mr. Bailey. And he's like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs>
1: well that's that's awesome but he's uh, I guess he's he sounds to me like he's going 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 he's not going to slow down he never stops
2: the thing about Fred Bailey the 12 13 years I worked for him with him I don't think I took a sick day because how do you call out sick to a man who's been through so much in his own sure. life yeah. and shows up every day in a suit? Never, You'll never see that man not in a suit if he's out in the community. He's either in a suit or he's in sweatpants because he's about to go work out right. or teach wrestling. Wow. There's two modes.
1: Well the the fact that we have not heard more about CAP is <laughs> yeah. is, is mind blowing but they're going to know about it now. Okay. And
2: I think the reason for that is we're it's such a small organization or has been historically and we're so focused on the kids internally we turn our attention inward towards the kids and we don't ever or we used to not ever focus outwardly about the community, you know. Right. All hands on deck was focused on the kids. Now,
1: is this a completely volunteer organization?
2: It started out that way. Okay. We, we ran it that way for many, many years. I came on in t- 2007, and like I said, I was the first employee, and I was part-time. At one juncture in the history of the organization, it was decided that for continuity and consistency in the classroom, paid staff in the classroom was the better route mm-hmm. because you'd have the same instructor every day. You'd have that consistency, that relationship built with that individual, and then we backfill so to speak with the volunteers that come in. So there's a paid staff member that shows up every day for each classroom and then the two bus drivers and then there's one other administrative person. Her name's Angela Taylor. She's our director of operations and she's been with us eight or nine years. Um, And we have a really good long-term staff. There's not a lot of turnover and they're very dedicated employees. In fact, I always say, I wish I could come up with a term that describes a person that works at a nonprofit who's a paid staff member but you're so much more than that you're also a volunteer in a lot of ways sure. and I just haven't come up with the English word for what that would be sure
1: now a lot of the the tutors are these uh, licensed uh, teachers in here in Sumner County or no. do you have a mixture
2: we've had licensed teachers over the years and we certainly embrace the opportunity to work with licensed teachers but they're usually just retired individuals from the community who have expertise like our math tutors one's a retired engineer and one's a retired professor my reading tutor right now is a retired principal from a hendersonville elementary school not the hendersonville but an yeah. elementary school in hendersonville yeah so. I mean, you have a
1: 100 percent graduation rate
2: we do isn't that incredible
1: that is amazing that's better than <laughs> anything
2: else wow. um, if you stick with cap you will graduate from high school really mm-hmm. yeah
1: so it, they can use this and i say this mm-hmm. is there a charge for these students to come through no
2: we do charge each family a $50 registration fee every fall and that's it wow yeah
1: I mean that's a deal it so is, usually, it is a deal. You do one tutoring session. That's going to be fifty bucks. Oh so gosh, that, yes. yeah. And we you know. pick
2: them up from school and take them home.
1: Oh yeah. So you have that uh, colorful bus. We you do. Have. What is that yeah. called?
2: <laughs> we have two buses. They're twenty-five passenger buses, and we have this amazing partnership with Newton Nissan and Gallatin. Yeah. And my buddy Mike Appendanza, sponsors our buses, and he had them wrap, and they're extremely colorful. And the slogan on the bus says "Dream Big," and my kids call them the party buses. <laughs> So they they feel pretty special riding around town in the big, colorful buses. It's really cool.
1: Wow. So if they're they're coming to get tutored and they feel like they're partying, that's that's pretty good. They're serious. They're serious about that. yeah.
2: The kids, the little ones get there first because Gallatin schools, elementary schools get out first. And those young ones come running in the building. And then the middle schoolers, you know, they're walking, but they're not running. And then the high schoolers are like, can anybody see me? (laughs) <laughs> that's right. You know, but that's just <laughs> typical kids. That's yeah, just, yeah. that's normal.
1: Yeah. Now, where's the, the building located? I understand this is a fairly new building. Well, right Does now we're acquire... still
2: in our old space. Still in the we're old at 117 one. East Winchester Street. We were extremely blessed this past fall with the donation of a new space for CAP on Teal Drive in Gallatin. And right now it's currently being renovated to suit the needs of more classrooms, larger spaces, and more bathrooms.
1: Now, this is off Belvedere. Is it's that... off of Belvedere. Belvedere. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Close okay. to the Long Hollow Golf Course.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of land out there.
2: We, we're we so excited. We actually have a little over an acre. So nice. we have room to run and be kids and exercise. And yeah, I'm excited.
1: Well, I want to get a video of you out there running around.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you can catch me on a swing or in a hammock, but I don't know about, or the merry-go-round. I don't know about running.
1: Yeah, it would be in a hammock. Okay, you guys go play.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But it's, it's incredible that this idea came about because there's, to me, obviously, it's such a need. I mean, you, if you've got need. 50, 60, 70 students mm-hmm. that need this help, mm-hmm. I mean, teachers in school, I guess, can only do so much. You know, yeah, with their time. I, feel,
2: I feel for today's public school teacher. There's a lot on their plate. Teaching and educational stuff isn't always what they get to do, spend most of their time on. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID has not been kind to kids behavioral issues just learning how to behave in a classroom how to sit at a desk is something these kids haven't learned especially the younger ones yeah we all don't know yet what all covid and and staying home and not being in schools has has done to this generation
1: well it it definitely has affected them mentally i believe so we were talking a little bit about that and i i just i really believe that that you know being on electronics and Mm -hmm everything else that they they see on their devices with social media and all these different platforms has to affect them mentally i mean there's just no no doubt because there's some crazy stuff out there
2: i certainly don't have the background to to diagnose anything but what i've seen with my own eyes is it's a different child that we're dealing with these days
1: absolutely we're going to take a quick break here we're talking with the executive director of children are people right here in gallatin Yes, super. Susan Super. <laughs> We're going to talk more with her when we come back with more of Sumner County Spotlight.
0: FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: Well, here we are, back for another segment of Summer County Spotlight. We're going to continue our conversation with Super Susan. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Wait, that's not... Why well, don't we come up with something? Susan Superchinsky. I
2: hmm
1: I still... I, I, get Dude, that Dude, don't CZ. even try.
2: Just... Stop uh, it Super. You know,
1: Miss Super, Ms. we'll call super. you that. And Children Are People is the name of the, the organization we've been talking about. And yes. I have to tell you, everything that we've talked about in the previous segment and what we're about to talk to you is just, it's amazing to me thank and you what a great facility this is for a community that really needs this kind of help yes and the the, the courses that you offer the fact that you have that 100 percent graduation rate and you can take somebody from kindergarten through 12th grade
2: absolutely how do you do that um one day at a time oh crazy one day at a time every child is unique and different and in their own way and We just do what we do the best way we can to serve the needs that they present.
1: You know, while you were just saying that, it made me wonder, how did the the name come up?
2: You know, I don't know how Mr. Bailey came to Children Are People, but I am glad you asked me because there's a misnomer in the community that does know about CAP and they call us CAPS with an S. And I don't know what that last S stands for. I just, I have never understood it, I particularly don't like it because we're just cap children are people but everyone calls us caps and i cringe a little when i hear it because i'm like i don't know what that s is for
1: children are people in sumner county
2: maybe (laughs) let's not let's not help them out let's let's just try to fix it it's just cap
1: well, and and for twenty years, you know, you've built this organization and how it's evolved over the course of the years, and I'm sure it's a lot different now than when Mr. Bailey came up with this idea.
2: It is in a lot of ways, mainly I would say, the volunteers who help grow it, the volunteer board, the volunteer staff. CAPS at a point now in its life cycle that we call it CAP 2.0. We've got this new building. We're ready for this next growth spurt. Yeah. We've strengthened our board. We have an excellent board of directors that are just community members volunteering their time. We have an incredible event committee that pulls together amazing Hope Gala every fall in November. And when is
1: that gonna be this year?
2: That's gonna be November the 12th. It's okay. at that new premier center here oh, in Hendersonville. Wonderful. yeah, gorgeous, great spot. Gorgeous venue and super great people to work with. Yeah, So we're excited about so that. So what kind
1: of things you have, you're gonna have a silent auction? Yeah, and, you know. we do.
2: We have an online silent auction and then we have an in-person live auction. We have amazing items, better every year. And then we have little things going on throughout the evening to have some fun and raise more money. We usually have a live band and a great dinner. Uh, Kathy Sugar and Spice is our caterer this year. Okay. They're a phenomenal yeah. caterer. Yeah. And uh, our first committee meeting is actually coming up next week, so I'll know more after that.
1: So if somebody wanted to donate a silent auction item, mm-hmm. I mean... Reach the, out
2: to me, call the, me at CAP. email us we love to the, have whatever. Yeah.
1: Yes, the crazier it is, the better.
2: Sometimes yeah. experiences are a great auction item. They are, because they're unique and special, and people love that.
1: And you get some uh, mu- musical artifacts from celebrities. That's uh, a good one tend too. Tend to get some some good dollars. Yeah, and,
2: uh, that would be good. Lunch with Vince Gill would be great.
1: My my, my wife is a silent auction queen. <laughs> I, I. Yeah. She will she will work those tables like no other. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, It's competitive.
1: She's got the eye. She'll Mm -hmm. watch it. It usually gets some pretty good ones.
2: <laughs> I do a lot of my Christmas shopping at charity functions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's plenty of them around here, uh, but this one is going to be wonderful, especially at the new uh, uh, space over the there, the Premier this Center. Sports. Yeah, yeah, it's, it really. It's is. just
2: if you haven't seen it yet, come to our event so you can see this venue. It is and, gorgeous, and
1: it's down a Volunteer Drive here in Hendersonville. It is.
2: It's in that huge Hendersonville Expo Center complex. Right.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. Are you going to have entertainment or what? We, we will.
2: The committee, like I said, is meeting next week, and they'll start hammering out all those decisions. So we've had GarageBand Revival several times yep. over the course of our history, and that's always a great time. Yeah. If you need Good some, group of people.
1: If you need some talent suggestions, I got a bunch for okay. you. Okay. So we'll talk. We're in the business here of music. You are. You are. <laughs> we were talking uh, about donations and such. If somebody wanted to donate cash, you'll take that
2: absolutely yeah, yeah. i don't think we
1: mentioned that but i it's just a no-brainer i mean you you'll take cash you'll right. take items they would like to donate to the new facility i guess you're going to need desks and supplies and things of that nature
2: we'll definitely need desks and seating opportunities for the students we'll have to We'll have to furnish a cafeteria space playground equipment the yeah we don't know quite yet what we need right uh, this is such a huge leap for us from where we are to where we're headed and it's exciting a little bit intimidating because mm-hmm. i don't know what i yes. don't know yeah but i've got a great team with me and it's going to be fabulous yeah
1: well i mean just from what i'm envisioning just the description you said this is mm-hmm. going to be an amazing facility and mm-hmm. the kids are going to be wanting to go to it like over and over again they will
2: a lot of them live in in places that don't have a lot of green space yeah. and this facility has such a beautiful yard and trees and birds and wildlife and when it rains quite a bit we get a little pond for a couple of days and the ducks come so i'm excited to share that with them
1: yeah, and they love uh, stomping in the mud so <laughs> i don't
2: mind we have a shower that's cool i have a hose i'll hose them off
1: you're gonna have to build that's a childhood mu- you have to build a mud room on there that's the- <laughs> childhood
2: that sounds great to me
1: <laughs> you know i like what you said uh, we were talking off air that uh, you take this on as if these are your children yes and you want to teach them as they were your own child Absolutely. which i think is very important
2: I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. If if I'm just parenting, we're all just parenting. You know, if if there's questionable behavior, we just address it in the moment. Uh, every day's a new day. Whatever you did yesterday that might have gotten you in a bit of trouble is yesterday's problem. Right. Today's a new day. Let's see what yeah. what you do with it today.
1: Well, and I think the the kids sense that. That caring that comes yes. with, you know, from the instructors, from yourself, and the the staff, and that I think that means a lot to them.
2: Yeah, my absolute favorite part of the day is when the buses pull up and the kids are coming in the building, and Miss Taylor and I stand there at the front doors and greet them and hug them and compliment them on their shoes or their hair or their new outfit, ask them how their test was, did they turn their homework in? The whole point in that it's it was a natural occurrence, but the meaning behind and the power behind it is they are individually being acknowledged exactly as an individual mm-hmm. and a lot of them might not get very much of that on a day-to-day basis and that's important to just your soul sure and your well-being sure. just to be acknowledged
1: yeah. and even getting a hug the that,
2: hug is great. It like means COVID a lot. was my worst nightmare because I couldn't hug these kids. I I hug the kids, you know, if they want to be. I don't enforce force a hug, but yeah. if they want a hug, I'm yeah. happy to give them a hug. Kiss them on the top of the head. That's great. Yeah. I love it.
1: And it, you know, as you said, children are people, and. Yes. They want to be treated like people. They do. I mean, and, and I they think, deserve to be. And and some of these cases, I, I know dealing in the foster care system as my wife and I have been, mm-hmm. and seeing some of the horrific stories that oh. these children go through, and you just can't imagine, you know, what kids and families have to go through these days. It it, it just breaks your heart.
2: It, it, it hurts. It hurts. And for some of these children, just getting up and getting dressed and getting to school is a lot. And so they've been in school all day, and then they come to us. They're tired. They're they're probably sick of each other, sick of themselves. They just want to go be alone. But they need this extra time to to learn the things, to fill in the gaps, to help right. them be a whole person who can function in society.
1: And they're not pressured.
2: No, no.
1: They're not there to be pressured. They they no. can work at their own pace if, if the tutor is sensing that... Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a little bit more help than my level Mm -hmm. you know you can meet and determine that and get somebody that that might be able to take that on we do
2: pressure them to to follow directions absolutely life like mr bailey said and, and you love life doesn't come to you and ask you what you need life demands from you what it needs for you to give yeah so that's a loose interpretation of mr bailey's famous quote but you have to meet life on its terms
1: absolutely that's you got, what you we got to try make to prepare it, them for you have to make it yourself nobody's going to make it for you
2: no no somebody might pave the way for you a little bit but it's your job to take it and go absolutely. forward you
1: got to run with it and you know, there's, there's going to be hurdles along the way. It's not going to be easy. Life is not easy.
2: Life is not easy.
1: Even somebody, I mean, you can have a million dollars.
2: And it's what you do when nobody's watching that really yeah. me- is the measure of a person. Yeah.
1: And teaching those, the, those young ones how to care for somebody else. Yes. And it's not we just all about that. you. We do really
2: push character and we really do push community involvement. It's one of the three main points of our mission because it doesn't matter where you are on the ladder of life. There's always someone you can help. And if you've gotten help in your life, then you should appreciate that for what it is and reach back and help someone else.
1: Now I know there there had to been situations where you have realized a certain child really is going through some kind of mental situation and they're gonna need a a counselor to speak to. Uh, Do you have a mental health counselor or somebody in that area that you can work with? We do
2: not, we are not equipped uh, in any way for that within the confines of CAP, but that doesn't mean we wouldn't reach out into the community and do whatever we possibly could right. to, so
1: referral to serve to, that
2: need sure, somehow. Yeah. But it's not within our, the confines of what we can do. We're exactly. not licensed or capable.
1: Well, and that's a lot to take on. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a whole nother uh, nonprofit right you, there. Yeah,
1: you got that. And, uh, you know, there's just so much that you all are doing there to help these children out. And I know they're totally appreciating the help that. They're getting from you, but the fact that they keep coming back. Yeah has to has to mean something. If you have somebody coming through all these years and all these different grades, it, it has to be doing something.
2: I hope so. I mean, we try to make it fun. Kids, you know, fun is important. And the kids that don't stick with us for whatever reason, one of the most powerful gifts that I receive from this position, this job, this passion is when a child who's grown and gone comes back and tells us, I get what you were telling me. Yes. I get what you were trying to do and thank you. We get a thing. I mean, I'm getting chills. I'm giving myself <laughs> chills <get> right chills. <laughs> now. Because it's like, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're in a moment where they have to make a choice. And they're like, what would Mr. Bailey do? What would Miss Super say? If that's the voice in their head, yeah. I, I just there won one. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely totally. love it.
1: Because you don't know... You're it, it, early on. I mean, the impact you're having on somebody's life.
2: I hope so, and I you know, hope it's a good one. You yes. know. Yes.
1: Oh, it, it it totally is, and and what a safe place they can come to.
2: Very safe. That is very important. If they're at CAP, we know where they are, we know what they're not doing, mm-hmm. we know what influences are not impacting them at that moment, and then we can't control what happens to them when they're not with us. We right. just have to be steady and consistent in the delivery of the information we give them, and trust that. Some of it sticks,
1: right. Well, if you want to talk to Miss Super, you can just head over to the uh, to the website, and uh as children are people, and the website is children are dot org, and you can find them on Facebook if you just type children or people, it's going to pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The phone numbers are on there, the contact information, everything you need to know. It's a great website, has tons of information. Thank you. And if you would like to donate a couple million, I'm sure they can do it right there, online. Put us in your
2: will, buy us a lottery (laughs) ticket, we'll take it.
1: absolutely. And if you'd really like to help them out, because I'm telling you, the the money that you would donate to this organization is going to be well needed and well used.
2: We are very cautious with how we spend our money. how
1: big is your board
2: our board is eight people okay all good local people we're out there raising money all the time writing grant with this capital campaign for this building you know is consuming a lot of my efforts right now because mm-hmm. i want to get that building ready for these kids to get in there and get learning
1: right we got we got to get uh, our television folks out there to
2: oh yeah get
1: some coverage on that i mean that'd be awesome a, that's going to be amazing so the the social media is really, a, as I said many times on this show, people listening that it's a full time gig keeping up with social media. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's like you you can get a, a teenager in here, and they will just blow that away because that's in their wheelhouse, you know.
2: <laughs> they can make a TikTok in no time. It
1: right, it's all there. So the the next event you have coming up is going to be the the gala in the
2: fall. That's the next scheduled event. Now okay. anything could happen at any time. Absolutely. Um. And if anybody wants to host an event on our behalf, we can talk.
1: Right. Give them a phone number if they want to write this down. Okay. Our
2: number is 615-230-5702.
1: Okay. And again, the website children are peopletn.org.
2: I got to have that TN.
1: You got to have it. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you're, you'll get all the information that you need right there. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Miss Super. Miss Super. <laughs> and she's executive director down there. If just call and ask for Miss Super. They'll, they'll know who to send you to.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And if you have any questions whatsoever, uh, please reach out to them. If you can help, please reach out to them because they're, they're going to definitely need that. And I'm going to close. We we kind of mentioned this statement, but I just think it's so impactful for Mr. Bailey, uh, the founder of Children Are People. And he says, life does not care about your circumstances. Life demands that you, you adapt. adapt
2: and adjust. There
1: you go. Susan, thank you so much for thank visiting with for us. Thank you for
2: having me. I really Absolutely.
1: appreciate it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this segment. We appreciate you joining us here for FNM and Bank's Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County
0: Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We have a new guest in the studio. I want to introduce to you Dr. James Allred, MD. Got to have that MD on there. Uh, he's the owner of Sumner County's newest dermatology practice, and it's called Well Skin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Now, he's a father of five. When did you find time to do all that? Uh, <laughs> uh, he and his wife, Susanna, well, they've spent about seven years living in Bowling Green. And then they saw the light and they had to head south. Because this, I'm telling you folks, Sunmer County is where it's at. Things are happening. They sensed that and they came down here. Now, uh, professionally, uh, he's published in, in leading dermatology journals and awarded lecturer. So you, you actually are a speaker. Yes. And wow, that's, that's pretty great. And he even, listen to this, leads a one-of-a-kind continuing medical education hike. And you and our general manager, uh, Randy Campbell, need to get together. because They love hiking. And I don't know about that, the Colorado Rockies. That's yeah. that. You got to be first class to do that, I guess. And they do that every summer. Do that's you right. wear sunscreen all the time? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he holds multiple medical uh, device patents, and he's passionate about improving patient care through the innovation. And there's a lot of great innovation coming out. There's uh, the technology, and everything mm-hmm. is just amazing. Uh, outside of work, he's he's been a volunteer firefighter. Yep. Wow. Good for you. And he's active in his church. He has three huge monstrosity dogs. They're oversized. And we'll find out what those are here in a minute because everybody loves the fur babies, because those are fur monsters that's That's right (laughs) and you know they're excited to be here and uh, relocating that whole crew right here to Sumner County so Dr. James Allred thanks for coming in man
3: no thank you thank you very much this is a great time of year to be here so I I appreciate the time
1: that's yeah it's a great time that we're getting this great weather like here and uh, you got those uh, three uh, mammoth creatures you have to take care of and you have to shave them down during the summer (laughs) yeah so what are they
3: yeah so we've got a Newfoundland um, and he's Gus he's about a year and So he's about 150 right now, pounds. Uh, St. Bernard, and then a golden retriever that is also enormous. So uh, the Allred house is just a pandemonium. Did you have have to take a second mortgage to buy the food? (laughs) Yeah, especially right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I
1: I could not imagine. Do you have a big yard? We do. We have a couple of acres, yeah. I was going to say, because that that yard would fill up real quick with those those guys <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> so what attracted you to the to the big dogs
3: you know it was number one my wife i mean she had newfoundlands growing up okay and so and then with our kids i mean they're just just
1: you know amateur wrestlers and so we needed something with substance so that uh, uh they have something to play with i'm quite the opposite i'll bring my yeah. yorkies over yeah they'll have that oh little snack there you go <laughs> gone <laughs> yeah, exactly it's amazing how big those those guys get yeah it's just so quick yeah you know
3: one he's on my lap and the next thing he's still on my lap but you know I'm just consuming like you know everything
1: so and you need a need one of these uh, celebrity show buses to haul him around that's, exactly right. That that's exactly right yeah <laughs> what made you decide here i know we talked a little sure. bit about it but what made you dis- decide on sumner county so really it was i would think kind of the perfect combination
3: of proximity to nashville mm-hmm. uh, and all the you know the great things that you can do there but then also the fact that you have kind of space and freedom, you have the lake, you have the country, but I think also the people too, really, really, really good, good people. When I was practicing in in, in Bowling Green, we had a lot of patients come up from Portland. You get a sense of what your life would be be like. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I grew up in Utah originally, but being in the South is something that resonates with me because chivalry is not dead. M- manners matter. Yeah. And in uh, the fact that you can strap a, a conversation with somebody in a, in a parking lot of Grocery store is just it doesn't exist in other parts of the country that sure. people haven't
1: lived. Well, it, it's interesting you say that because we talked to um, Susan Supersinski with the Children Are People. Yes. On the on, on the earlier part of the show, and they really work on manners. Yes. Teaching these kids because a lot of them they don't get that training. Yeah. That's right. And the fact that they institute that that kind of training in their tutoring and mm-hmm. and in the environment, so they respect people you say the right things please and thank you and may i and knock on the doors and things like that and you know i think you you kind of had a a, a passion Mm -hmm. for that as well yeah you know i actually was a sixth grade
3: math and science teacher before i went to medical school so (laughs) so so i (laughs) thought i did a lot of things
1: this is great
3: yeah and so you, you those uh, sometimes those are called soft skills. Those are the foundation of of habits and behaviors that translate mm-hmm. into success later on. And so, I know personally when I was when I was very young, I I had and this is back you know in the eighties where I don't think the diagnosis was quite as good as it is now, mm-hmm. but had a really hard time in school. Couldn't read. There was this thought that you know he's just he's just not he's not bright enough or or, or whatever the stigma was. But I had an incredible second grade teacher named Mrs. Hendricks, and she recognized at least whatever potential could potentially be there and set me up. With tutoring, and what it did for me was not only give me the instruction that I needed, but also the confidence. And that's sure. one thing when I taught was a priority was not only teaching the skills, but also with children helping to impart the fact that there's immense value and, and that they they should have confidence in themselves. And so when I graduated from my undergraduate at the University of Colorado at the top of my class. My mom uh, sent out a, uh, a letter to Mrs. Hendricks because because of that. Same thing when I got to medical school. She sent a letter to Mrs. Hendricks because of the impact that, yeah. that, that
1: she had. And, and that's a great story. It, it's, it so ties in with what, what children or people are doing and the impact that teachers have on these right. young people's, life, when they're being molded. That's right. <laughs> uh, on a very early age. And the great thing that you just said, and, and you're living proof of this, is if, if kids are going through this kind of situation, having a hard time struggling in school and they they think they can never do anything. Right. Well, look at you. You went through it, became a teacher, became a doctor and that's, an incredible story. Well, you know, I feel that I, I was
3: made differently, <laughs> and you know, I and, and, and I feel very blessed, you know, yeah. uh, for that, and I feel incredibly blessed for you know for my family and for Mrs. Hendricks. And if I hadn't, you know, hit that just right, you know, what what would have what would have happened? And so, the fact that we have in this community uh, a group of people who are dedicated to maximizing the potential in, in kiddos that maybe in, in, in another generation would have been put to the side. And so, I think it's really important for us to be aware of that and to. Yeah to, to uh, commend those people who are willing to dedicate their uh,
1: right. their, their talents to that. And, and never say you can't. That's right. Yeah, you, know, you gotta move forward. And just because you failed at something doesn't mean you're res- done, res- just keep going.
3: Resiliency is, if you look at when, when somebody is successful, like intelligence helps. But resiliency is an absolute fundamental thing that you have to yeah. do, and, oh, and to persevere.
1: So, as you progress through your your time, what made you pick dermatology? You know, that's, that's
3: an interesting thing. So, when you when you go to medical school, the first two years is just education. You're learning, and you're learning about all these mysteries. And so, the first two years, book learning. And your third year, the unleash us on the unwilling, uh, you know, or unwitting public. And and I began to realize that a lot of the, the mysteries that i was hoping to see weren't there and so i was like oh my gosh did i make a huge mistake you know and i wasn't sure what you know what to do and uh, you could have been a proctologist exactly you know i <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. did a, I, I did a rotation <laughs> and um uh so my third year of medical school at the end my wife was having our second kiddo and so i needed to do something that was I mean, at least i wasn't in the hospital you're having
1: kids while you're in school
3: yes yeah, so we had our first one the first year of medical school so
1: you had to figure out what causes that, right? Well,
3: I, I hadn't had that lecture yet when, when, we, when we got started. And, uh, and so I needed something that was just a little bit, I had more flexibility. And then I actually found in dermatology that it did have that balance of mysteries, but it also had, you know, procedures, surgeries, but then also continuity of care. Like I actually liked getting to know people and seeing them over time and that's been one of the, the most fun parts of my practice is getting to know people and their families yeah.
1: you know absolutely. through through Great. through over time and so I feel very blessed to, to have been a dermatologist absolutely people in your type of business I mean mm-hmm. you have to like people I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're there to help them that's exactly right in a lot of cases and, and they come in with things and they have no idea they might have a lesion or something mm-hmm. that needs to be taken care of that's right that's where you come in that's, that's
3: where we come in the other specialty Interesting enough that I was considering besides dermatology was psychiatry, and I think I've always kind of kind of resonated with the way that disease affects somebody on a, an emotional level, totally, and Damn. especially in dermatology, how even if it's just something simple like acne. The emotional impact that can have on, especially on a child, or sure. if it's psoriasis or or something else, and so much of the disease that I see, especially with the pandemic, and the stress that people have been under, yeah. the cause and the treatment
1: has to cons- can, you know address that emotional component yeah. to it. And I think these kids, and again on the show, I've, I've said many times the the anxiety and the mental health problems that these kids, I'm I'm talking elementary, middle, high, it's not just high schoolers anymore. I mean, they're young that they're going through here and self-esteem issues, especially when they're getting close to puberty, you know that, the girls with the acne and, you know, one little thing can, can just send them into a spiral and, you know, having somebody that can understand and can help them, uh, not just throw drugs at them. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know? and and that's one of the, some of the greatest joys that I've had
3: is having somebody who comes in and and oftentimes they'll present just the, the way that they hold themselves or their the clothing that they, you know, a hoodie that they're covering themselves is sort of the physical manifestation of what their actual emotional state is, right? Sure. You know, they're, they're, they're embarrassed. They don't want to be seen. And, you know, and usually in a pretty rapid fashion, you can get people better. And I remember I had this one patient who had severe eczema, atopic dermatitis, mm-hmm, you know, had mm-hmm. scratched herself, you know, you know, everywhere. And she was just, not only was she miserable, not only like the symptoms were yeah. of just insatiable itch, you know that was that was awful, but it was just the the scars and the the you know just the concern her, of her outward appearance to other people that yeah. she came in just like that covered up. And then there's a great medication called Dupalimumab that that came out a few few years ago. It's very safe, very effective. And she'd been on it for a couple months, and she came in and I saw her name like in the chart, and then I didn't even recognize the person sitting in front of me. You know, she had a tank top on. She had dyed her hair, you know, pink and blue and oh. everything. And she it was just it was literally <laughs> wow. like. You know this metaphoric butterfly. You know she, did, she was you know like a caterpillar yes. when I first met her, met her, and then coming out. And you're like, God, thank you for putting me in this position where
1: oh, I yeah. where I, ha- I can have this. How good that must have felt. It's awesome. I mean, you've changed somebody's life, really.
3: right. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I was an instrument in that in, in that in that process, and because uh, you know, like anybody's job, there's there's good parts and there's bad parts and there's stress, but not everybody has that privilege that that I do to to actually be part of part of that transformation.
1: Well, I have to ask. I'm in radio for a reason, so I have a face for radio. If okay. I come in, can I get a face for TV? Can you give me a? <laughs> <Yes. diff?
3: laughs> we got you, buddy. We got you <laughs> taken care of. We
1: have tricks. <laughs> yeah, we have
3: tricks. Yeah.
1: But you know, it, years ago, I worked with a couple of uh, uh, facial plastic surgeons down in, in yeah. Central Florida doing the photography for him, and it was amazing the transformation that some of these people had. Just you know, with skincare, and of course, mm-hmm. some going. Overboard on surgery sometimes sure. with the yeah. you know reconfiguration and everything else, but uh, it, the skin is so resilient and things mm-hmm. can be done and and the skin can heal and right. there's great things that you can do and that's why they come to you so you yeah. can help them with that.
3: That's right. You know it's it's, just, it's interesting. I was just having this conversation with a with a patient yesterday where we removed a skin cancer and how you know I have special techniques that I that, that I can use, but really I'm just putting the body into position to heal itself right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to create that right environment to do what the body is able able to do yeah and so and that, that's kind of what what our, what our philosophy is really in kind of our our medical but also our, our aesthetics component which is just using the best techniques possible in, in products to get pe- people back to
1: kind of restorative and not this over the top thing that, right. that you've probably seen before as yeah. well well and you got to take care of the skin as well i mean I, mm-hmm. kathleen yells at me all the time you you have to wash your face I, i'm a guy i just throw it in the water the <laughs> shower the on one. it yeah I'm, that's right you know, i'm good <laughs> yeah that's right but yeah you know, yeah you got to take care of what you got yeah and when you get to a point where you can't take care of it anymore that's why they come to see you and you can help them mm-hmm. with that yeah. so that's right uh there's there's tons of things we have to cover still yeah. I mean, this is this is so important. On the other side, we're going to talk about May being Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So we got a lot to talk about with that. And we'll be right back as we are continuing our conversation with Dr. James Allred with Sumner County's newest dermatology practice, Well Skin Dermatology and Aesthetics. I knew you were going to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be right back with more
0: of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight on this uh, Sunday morning, sponsored by our friends at f Bank. We appreciate them so very much. Uh, we're talking with Dr. James Allred, a dermatologist here in Sumner County, just opening his brand new business. Do you have a website? We do. WelskinMD.com nice and easy okay on facebook social media and all that, that all good stuff the, all, yeah. yeah well we talked on the other side that you know may uh coming up here is uh, skin cancer awareness month do you, do you know any history of how where when and where that came about well there's actually probably multiple groups that participate in this like the american academy of, uh, of
3: dermatology for instance okay. and there was just this recognition that as people come out of the winter time It's nice outside that most people get severe sunburns in May or in June or in July. And so, this is just our opportunity to remind people that it's really those severe, blistering sunburns that actually create the intense DNA damage that can progress to skin cancers. And so, it's just our opportunity to remind people wear sunscreen, cover up, be
1: conscientious. Sure. Well, and that's, and I told you before, I told you my story growing up in Miami Mm -hmm. Beach as a young child. And of course, they didn't have sunscreen way back in the olden days uh so we used uh oil yep and that's what you put on i mean i I don't think i did but the kids go out and play and you play and play on the beach and next thing you know you come home and i have these silver dollar size blisters all over my shoulders and of course that was the the cool thing is you went and See how much skin you can peel sheets off. Get full sheets of skin as you pull them off, and it was like dermatologists like, "No, I don't yeah. want to hear that." But I mean, that's that you know, that's what it was. But at, at this time, and that's why I think uh, kids growing up, maybe not even thinking about that. That's why they you got to have an exam and have this stuff checked because you can't see back there. That's right. That's right. And you don't know what's going on.
3: Right. And, and, and life happens. You know, it's actually interesting. I went to a, to a Cubs game a couple of weeks ago and burned myself even as a as a dermatologist because you know like I was trying to cover up. Do all the things, yeah. but but you forget, and so it really does take this conscious
1: effort. Just to, hey, this is this is something that's 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 really important yeah. to do. So, and and speaking of taking care of it, sunscreen obviously is yeah. the uh, is the key here. Yeah. Now, I think some people are are misinformed when it comes yeah. to sunscreen. Yeah. So, what's the hard fast rule there with sunscreen? Yeah. The, the, the,
3: hard, the hard fast rule of this is you're you're just trying to protect yourself. You know, it's a it's a shield, and the sun can be very dangerous. So it's. You know, yeah, it can lead to skin cancer, but it can also create that photo aging, you know, that aged appearance that people don't want to have happen. Mm -hmm. And so, kind of the hard and fast thing when when I think about this, which is use an SPF, I say at least 50 or higher, and then reapply at least every two hours, especially if you're on the lake. That stuff is going to degrade or or wash off. They used to
1: say every 45 minutes. Yeah. You don't do that, but.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I try try to be as reasonable as possible. I'm not the type of dermatologist that says that you need to live in a cave. You can never go out in the sun. Because as we talked about, you know, previously, I, I have a real intense interest in emotional health as well. So it's important to go outside and exercise. It's important mm-hmm. to be outside and being in nature. And get this those is just, vitamins. Get those vitamins and <laughs> just, just, just just the just the the experience of being warm and outside and just what that does to your to your to your emotional health. Mm-hmm. So I never want to scare people into having having that experience. But at the same time, you can still have that experience, but then mitigate some of those other risks. And so higher high strength SPF and there are a couple of misconceptions one is that it doesn't really matter uh, if it's over 30, and that's not really true. There have mm-hmm. been some studies that have indicated that, but the way that a person puts sunscreen on in the real world versus the lab, like if it's in a lab, like it's like measured perfectly and every square sure. inch has yeah. just the right amount. The way that an average person does is they take like a drop and they cover their entire body. And yeah. so that's why I like high SPF, right? So if you're not doing it perfectly, you have a better chance of having you know some protection yeah. there. And again, obviously that, that reapplication you should to have some
1: uh, funny sunburn lines <laughs>
3: going yes, on. <laughs> That's exactly exactly right. There's actually actually interesting, there's there's another kind of myth or controversy that uh, sunscreen can contain ingredients that can cause cancer. And that is very, very, very controversial and Mm -hmm. I I would say unfounded Mm -hmm. in comparison to the absolute fact that skin cancer is caused by sun damage, that the, that, that the lack of sunscreen usage definitively leads to skin cancers. Unfortunately, I've had many patients who have passed away who would otherwise be here today if, if they had had that opportunity to yeah, protect themselves. yeah. yeah. So what kind of cancer should people be aware of? Yeah, so when somebody hears skin cancer, the first thing they think of is a melanoma. Yeah. And a melanoma is typically a dark spot, you know, a brown spot, a mole that changes over time. And there are certain signs that you look for, and we call it the ABCDEs of melanoma. And so that's, you know, mole that's asymmetric, uh, and that's the A. B is a border, something has... Mm -hmm. irregular contours C is for color you know different colors not just your browns and your blacks but maybe whites or blues or reds you know something that you don't expect to see the D is for diameter and that's for a mole that's maybe over uh, a quarter of an inch in Mm -hmm. size and then E is maybe the most important which is called an evolving or a changing mole I sometimes throw a U onto it which means which stands for ugly duckling which is just like if a mole just like looks different than everything else like crusty maybe crusty or just it's bigger it's just like but yeah. sometimes we'll have people will have like you know freckles that all look similar, but then yeah. just this one spot like man that thing <laughs> that, that thing just doesn't look like right. the rest you know uh, and like it's like the ugly duckling and so let us take a look at it and and we can we can make things safe and so yeah. that's the melanomas and then the more common actually skin cancers are are non melanoma skin cancers which are typically your basal cell carcinomas okay.
1: and squamous cell carcinomas I had one of those cut out and mm-hmm. it was amazing it was a little yeah. thing yes but they had like a two inch scar I mean an incision. That's right. You have to get yeah. all those little legs. You gotta yeah, catch them all, you that's know? exactly
3: right. So you, you make sure you have to get the roots out. And then when you close a circular scar, mm-hmm. you end up actually extending the incision. Otherwise, you'll get a pleat, uh, you know, kind of these, these ridges that will come up. And so oh, yeah. you remove those ahead of time. Okay. And so even though it's longer, the cosmetic
1: result yeah. is actually better when, when doing that. And that's all just right there in the office when you do those kind of yeah you know, Super in- simple. Like no operating in your room, no anesthesia. Yeah. We
3: have special tricks that we can use to to reduce. The, the discomfort. And that's actually a really good point because there are other misconceptions with skin cancers that either it's not a big deal Oh, I realize that skin cancers could can be harmful and they can potentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the other part of this is that some people get so afraid that they think they have a skin cancer that they don't go in because they're worried about what that experience is going to be like mm-hmm. and I just wanna, really want to emphasize is that, that the vast vast majority of the, the things that we see are readily treatable even if it is something that is advanced the technology and therapeutics that exist yeah. let's say for an advanced melanoma we're just saving people and that the way that we practice now compared to 10 years ago yeah. it's just unbelievable
1: now age doesn't really come into as a factor does it i mean you can get uh, Skin cancer as a young that's as correct. well as being old. Yeah, so just because you're old doesn't mean that's, you know, that's happen. Yeah,
3: I, I think my my youngest, you know, from what I think is you know from sun damage mm-hmm. is 18 years old. So uh-huh. it's, it's it's atypical. It's it's, sure. it's it's not it's not common. Right. But we're seeing this younger and younger cohorts of patients, and it's really related to those severe sunburns.
1: Okay, so light skin versus dark skin, mm-hmm. uh, a difference in as yes, far as absolutely. Cases? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And so if you're more fair complected, the melon that you that your skin produces, which is this natural mm-hmm. barrier for ultraviolet light, mm-hmm. does not have the same capacity to absorb ultraviolet light. Okay. So the more fair-complected
1: you are, the more important it is to, to to stay safe with the sun. Now, is there certain vitamins one should take? to To help supplement, you know, skin health. Well, I think
3: vitamin D is probably going to be the most important because that's a really good, that's a really good, uh, and important yeah. thing to emphasize. Because when you're being con- conscientious with the sun, well, the sun produces, helps produce vitamin D in your body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you can develop vitamin D deficiency, and that can have severe impacts not only
1: say for future osteoporosis, but in the present time for immune mm-hmm. health, for instance. Okay, so and during the pandemic. Yeah, and let Folks in-house a lot mm-hmm. of time, not in the sun quite a bit yeah. as they were. Yeah. So your vitamin D deficiency would probably be, uh, be, be showing up. Yeah, it would go up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. And so I'm on that. Good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just if it can just only get rid of these wrinkles, I'd, I'll be happy with that. The, the misconceptions on some of these cancers. They say, well, you know, I'm dark skinned. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I sunburn all the time. It's not really an issue. Not the case.
3: Not the case. And there's there's that other misconception, which is I need to get that base burn or that base tan <laughs> to, to I like, do that. And it's it's just you there's a better way of getting that 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 protection because you're essentially surrendering your your own DNA and you're sacrificing it and that event of getting that base tan or that base burn mm-hmm. may be the thing that actually manifests in the future, as a skin cancer,
1: so don't um, get a bottle of olive oil, pour that's all right. over your body, go out and lay on the boat out there in old Hickory, and just fry yourself <laughs> to a crisp. That's right. <laughs> not, not good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> but that's what they used to do, and I mean,
0: that's a crazy. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh yeah, my Criscope, gosh. all stuff,
1: like, iodine. Yep. Wow, that's that. That is the <laughs> thing. So, if somebody is kind of scared about getting discovered and how is this gonna do? So walk us through typical exam, If think. Yeah, can.
3: absolutely, and, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's, that's really important. The most important thing that I try to communicate is that I operate at the level of comfort for for patients because a lot of people are maybe embarrassed about taking their clothing off. Mm-hmm. So I emphasize like although it'll help me to be as thorough as possible, but I also want you to be you know mm-hmm. comfortable as well. And then we you know kind of start from the top, you know the head,
1: kind of work work our ways down, even look between people's toes. And it's amazing where you'll find these things you would mm-hmm. think. Th- I don't even get sun underneath here, but there's one of those. That's right. That's crazy. That's why yeah. you have to have a full body exam.
3: That's why you have to have a full body yeah. exam
1: because there's places that you just you just can't see,
3: and it's just it's just a, a way of us making sure that people are are, are healthy. Mm-hmm. And if we have to do you know a, a biopsy, we do it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's usually a very mild thing. It's just, it just I call it like a, like a deep scratch. Yeah. And most people when they go outside and do yard work, will get a bigger gash on their skin <laughs> yeah. than what we do. And so obviously we do have everything kind of a. Way. and then and then the, the other thing is at least with our practice and we're focusing on innovation. I've actually employed a technology that uses artificial intelligence to look at moles under under a microscope or under a, really? a magnifying
1: glass. Is so, that right? Wow. Yeah,
3: because sometimes you see like if, if you see something, you're like, okay, this is bad. Okay. Then you're going to take it off. But right. and if you see something, see something that's fine, you're like, okay, that, that can that can stay there, but. A lot of this stuff is in the gray area, right. and a lot of times, you know, historically, you just always biopsy in the gray the gray area. Yeah, sure, but I don't like doing that. I, I don't like scarring my patients. I don't like uh, exposing them to the expense, unnecessary expenses. No. You know, as we talked about earlier, sure. because I was definitely in a position in my life where if I got an unexpected bill for you know a couple hundred bucks, yeah. it, it would you know it would it, it would be a big deal. And so, so we've employed a couple of different uh, methodologies. One is using artificial intelligence, and another one, and that's a company called Derm Engine and another one is called DermTech, and we actually use little pieces of tape like scotch tape you can put it on a person's skin and then put that on a, you know take it off and put the the tape on a card and send it to a lab and they can actually look for genetic material that is suggestive wow. of a melanoma so that can guide us and say hey this is borderline but the genetics came back safe so let's just watch this we have photographs of it we can watch it or are you like you
1: know what there's one of these two genes are positive sure. we probably should let's take a sample of it s- you know better safe than sorry yes yeah. go ahead and take it and, and at least has gone
3: that's but. right and that's the fun thing about practicing in 2022 is we get to do right. stuff that just didn't exist a couple years ago
1: and you know, I, I guess in in some cases and these moles that uh, look suspicious and you go in there and then once you get in there and you make mm-hmm. the incision you see that it's worse than what you saw from the outside yeah and then you have to go a little bit more invasive into that, which is okay. I'd, you'd rather get right. it all than yep. have to go back in again. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's fair. That's fairly atypical. It does occasionally happen, but you're exactly
3: right. Whenever you do a procedure, and I think that's one of the, the benefits of seeing a dermatologist is our just knowledge of, Skin cancer, and you know what the what the, what the disease state is
1: that we're going to really emphasize making sure that it's gone. Absolutely. So if, if if somebody comes out and says, "Well, that's that's cancerous," whatever mm-hmm. kind of cancer it is, sure. uh, what should one do about that? Well,
3: I mean, I think that you need to prioritize that you've seen a, a board-certified dermatologist or somebody who's, you know, associated with a board-certified mm-hmm. uh, dermatologist uh, is the first thing and to seek that care. And by seeing somebody like me or some of the other der- great dermatologists that are in this community, we'll be able to be the quarterback that says, hey, maybe you need to go to Vanderbilt for, you know, this, this this you know, type of care or, mm-hmm. or to some other regional or, or one of, one of the other, you know, local hospitals if we need to increase the, the, the intensity of care. Yeah. Or we might be like, you know what, we can take care of this right here.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got the technology is what it sounds like. I mean, you're yeah, uh, state-of-the-art stuff here. So Yeah,
3: yeah. and actually one of the things we're excited about is we just uh, uh, acquired a special type of x-ray uh, that we use in our, in our office that can treat skin cancers non-surgically, like basal cell carcinomas and squamous mm-hmm. cell carcinomas, mm-hmm. just so we have that added uh, modality for patients because
1: we want to be right at the state-of-the-art. Here's a question for you as we close. Yeah. What's giving you hope right now? You know, Other than the wife yeah. and the, yeah, the wives
3: and <laughs> yeah. the dogs, no, I think that everything's opening up. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has been a really hard two years, and I, I see it in my patients, and I see the 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 natural desire to connect with people, and that's what that, and that's what's giving me hope right, with this,
1: right. and 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 then people willing to to, to reconnect. Sure, yeah. we're talking with Doctor James Allred, and. It's got a new dermatology business right here in Sumner County, Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics. And where's it located, Dan? It is located
3: at 1630 Nashville Pike in Gallatin. What's it next to? It's next to Double Dogs. Oh, yeah, right oh, across the yeah. and, and actually, we're having an open house on May second from okay. five to seven thirty. Right. Country music star Jake Hoot is coming to, to play some music for us. Nice. And so, all right. Uh, one and all are welcome to join and see uh, see what we have.
1: And great. And uh, we'd love to meet people. Well, I appreciate that. So hey, that's going to wrap it up. We got a, a lot to consume here, but. Uh, Go get yourself checked, folks. I mean, it's getting warm. Everybody's going out. We got to do it. You got to protect yourself. So this is Jeff Shannon. We appreciate you visiting with us here on this uh, Sunday morning. Don't forget to catch on on the podcast page at whinradio.com. And uh, you can listen to this over. And if you miss something, you can play it back and listen to it. So we appreciate it. We'll see you next week with more of Sumner County Spotlight.
0: Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinance in your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.